Hello, welcome to Extep Talk. Today is March 18th, 2020, and I'm your host, The Extepper. Today, I'll be giving an episode on slavery reparations and a seven-minute speech on my main points against it, followed by a segment about my just my thoughts about slavery reparations and racism today as a whole. I hope you enjoy, and without further ado, let's get on with the show. Since the beginning of history, slavery has been in existence. In fact, the Egyptians used the Israelites to build cities. Many, the Romans used slaves to build the aqueducts. Slaves have been present in every human civilization throughout history. But today, a new kind of slavery has come to relevance. Specifically, reparations for slavery. Since slavery was banned in much of the worlds in the 19th century, it has been a good hundred years since legalized slavery was ended. But now, many of the descendants of many former slaves are claiming to be needed to be reimbursed for their ancestors' hardships. Leading us today to ask the question, are reparations for slavery still necessary? And the answer is no, for three reasons. First, is that reparations are simply immoral. Second, is who gets it? And third is, reparations have already been paid. Now, on to my first point, of that slavery reparations are simply immoral. So, let's just take an example of this. I believe everybody here can agree that you are entitled to your property, and you own property rights to that property. No one else has the right to take it from you. Well, slavery reparations enforced by the government would forcibly take your money, your land, and your belongings. Yet, you are the one who owns that land and owns your things. So what right do people have to have to come in and forcibly take your own goods. They don't. Now, another thing. In the Bible, God says that the son shall not be put to death for the sins of the father. Now, what this shows is that, at least in biblical morality, every man cannot, is, every man's morality is his own. So let, let's just illustrate this. Let's say... Your da- well, let's say a dad went and shot a man, committed premeditated murder, but and he went to jail. But before he could be sentenced to death, he died. But he had a young son. So, once again, is that what happens in many ancient cultures is that the young son would be killed in the father's place. But Biblically, and I believe in common sense, it does not make sense for the murderer's son to be punished for his father's crimes. So, and this can be applied to reparations in the sense that why are we going to punish the descendants of slave owners for what their great-great-great-great-great-grandfathers did? Because if the sin 
if the sins of the father shall not be laid onto the son, then right now, slave own, our slave owner ancestors are generations removed from modern living people. So, once again, if it cannot be justly, if sins cannot be justly laid from the father to the son, how can they be justly laid from some long ago ancestor to the present day, to their present day relative? Answer is, they can't. It can't. Now, onto my second point of who gets reparations. Now, let's just point this out. So, one of the first legal slave owners, a man named Anthony Anthony Thompson, was a black. I believe he lived in New England. He lived in New England. As the fact was, is that he owned slaves. And he was black, and he owned black slaves. So, does that mean that this the descendant of this black slave owner should have to pay reparations to other blacks? I mean, if slavery reparations are to be considered or to be and are to be considered, then the answer would be yes, but this but once again is that aren't whites supposed to be the only bad guys? The truth is is that they're not. Is if we did this, Native Americans who had black slaves would have to be paid, and blacks who had wives white slaves will have to play whites reparations. My point here is that every group can say that the other group wronged them, meaning that Pretty much under this logic, every group should get reparations from some other group. And that's just crazy. And I just want to add in a little bit of personal information to this. I, on my on my dad's side, dad's side are Polynesian, Polish, Mexican, and English. On my mom's side, I'm Cuban, which makes up Native American and Spanish. So, once again... The Mari, the specific tribe that I'm descended from, was persecuted by the English. So does that mean that English people have to give me reparations? Or because I'm Native American, do I have to do Spaniards have to give me reparations for what my ancestors, for what their ancestors did to the Aztecs? The answer is no. So once again, my point here is that every group can say that the other group has wronged them in some way. Meaning that every group has an infinite amount of reparations it needs to pay another. Leading into a kind of endless cycle. Now, on to my third point. Of simply, is that these reparations have already been paid. For example, is that 400,000 people, specifically northerners, fighting for the freedom of of the slaves, died in the Civil War. So... Already the blood of my ancestors and your ancestors has been spilled to free slaves. Isn't that reparations enough? Our blood was shed, or at least our ancestors' blood was shed. That should be enough to pay it off. And if not only, what about all all the Confederate soldiers who died? They died and paid the, and were and were paid and and suffered. The cat and suffered. And suffered for their sins. But yet, we're supposed to still pay. 
pay for these reparations even after our blood was spilled. Not only this, during the Civil War, the entire South was destroyed. The Southern economy was destroyed. So the South did not only pay in their blood, they also paid in their homes that were destroyed. They also paid in literally the ability to buy food. So in other words, slavery has already been paid for. And not even this, according to history on October 3rd, 2018, said the federal government has already paid slave reparations, specifically in the form of the Freedman's Bureau, a bureau in the federal government specifically made to, to make sure that former slaves were given reparations for what slave owners did to them. So in other words, these reparations were already paid. So they don't need to be paid anymore. So once again, we must ask ourselves the question. Are slave reparations still necessary? And the answer is no, for three reasons. First is that they're immoral. Second is that the question is who gets the reparations? And third is that these reparations have already been paid. So once again, legalized slavery today is a thing of the past. It simply does not happen anymore. Let us not keep this fiction or this of, of modern slavery alive. Let us once again put slavery behind us where it belongs, and keep it that way. Thank you. And we'll be back after this short break. Sometimes these days I kind of find myself in school, or I'm talking to various friends on the debate team, is that I find that a lot of people still believe that our nation is racist. How racism still flows everywhere. How racism is still a problem. Many people I know, even some people that I call my friends, behave as if, or talk as if, that they're being victimized today. I've, honestly, sometimes when I talk to some of my Lincoln Douglas friends, people call them racists. In fact, I know people like David Barton, Dennis Prager, or many young conservatives my age find themselves being called homophobe, racist, bigot, Islamophobe, when we simply say that there is no racism in this country. And that kind of ticks me off. Specifically, just to name an instance, is that I'm, I was one time at a Black History Month show at my at my school, and and large part of the show was about um, some of the students who got up and started saying that the world did not want them to succeed anymore, about how they were still victims of racism, and that just came off the wrong way in my head. Specifically, is that a lot of these young students who went out there, is that it's kind of that most of the audience was white. So they were pretty much just talk, telling a bunch of white people how we're the biggest problem in the world and how we don't want them to succeed. 
Yeah, we're the ones who show up to this show. Like, we actually want to listen to them. It's the teacher, it's the white teachers that go to these Black History Month shows, who go to these, who bring their students to these rallies, where their students are literally being called the problem of the modern world. And it's like, it's that these students get up here and talk about how whites are the are the reason for all the problems in the world. Yet, the audience is white. The people that are allowing them to put on these shows are white. And it's like, I just find this, it's like, is, what's the point of that? Is it, you're getting up and telling us that we're a bunch of racists, yet we come to your show. Like, it's, if anything, just us showing up should show that we're not racist. And, in fact, what is, kind of just goes to show my point, is that when, when one girl said, is it, we are put down by society, all the whites started clapping. All the students started clapping. Even the whites. So, what's even worse is that, why, is that white students, white kids, or even not just whites, but people in general believe this stuff. This fiction. People literally are starting to clap saying, yeah, I'm evil. Yeah, I'm a bigot. Why would I brand myself that? It bothers me that people are willing to put up with this crap. And once again, I might be sounding like a white supremacist. I'm just going to say I have no beef. I have no problem with black people. I just have beef. I have problems with people who tell me, who tell my family, who tell the working class man that he's the problem and how he should be paying reparations. And I, and I hate it when people who are white get up there talk about how whites are just a bunch of racists how or anybody who gets up there it's, it's it bothers me is it it's, is it you see kids my age i'm 15 and you hear people who kids my age who are white saying that they're racist and like once again is that it's the conservatives today who are being called Islamophobes, racist bigots. And we don't have the courage to stand up and say, you're wrong. So, and once again, is it, it's that if there's anybody that is racist, it's these activists who are saying that whites are the problem. They're saying that white people should give up their money because they are evil. Like, that is racism. I've heard how people said is that it's is that how whites are like how Western society is the greatest evil in all of cult in all of the world. How white culture, how white civilization, or maybe not just white civilizations, are 
really has been no such thing. But how Westerners, how white people are being called the worst thing in the world, how there's like some kind of unique evil. It ticks me off, and like, uh, and sometimes the thing in the back of my head is that. So, and that's just my thought on racism: is that it's is it first of all is that nobody is racist these days. I myself, I make a point of opening the door for whatever color you are. The idea of eliminating racism is being colorblind, is treating everybody equally. As Martin Luther King Jr. says, we should not judge each other by our skin color, we should judge each other by our character. So, and that's what everybody should do. That's that's how civilization works, is that no matter if you're black, white, yellow, brown, you treat each other with respect. You treat each other based on the character. Which is you judge not based off of skin color, but off of a person's character. And, but that's all being ignored now. The left constantly says, constantly talks about how whites are evil. Is it? And just wait a minute. That's being racist, because you're prioritizing one race over another. You're saying that whites are uniquely evil, but that's being racist. Is that if there's anybody racist in today's political climate, it is the left. But, once again, I believe that pretty much in our everyday lives, that everybody believes treat each other with respect. In other words, the way to get rid of racism for all those who still believe is it be colorblind. The next time you're on this next person you meet, shake your hand. If you just be colorblind, don't think of each other based of what color skin you are. Think of each other about how you treat each other, how what you what, what your actions tell you. What watch what another person does and do not judge them off of their skin color. Judge judge them off of how they speak and how and what actions they take. Judge each other based off of each other's character. And that's honestly what that's the solution to racism for whatever still remains of it, is be colorblind. But I guess is that I need to confront some of these popular misgivings. So, and it's not just racism, is that today I believe among the left is that there's a much hatred against Western civilization. Specifically towards traditions of the West. And that's what I believe is silly. And many times today I hear about how the West is some kind of unique evil. But it's not. And let's kind of look at some of the things that people accuse Western civilization of. Slavery, empire, and colonialism. Now, that's kind of 
debunked the myth that only Western society has believed in imperialism, slavery, and colonialism. Let's take, for example, China, ancient China. In China, there was a caste system. The idea that every group was that people would be divided into various groups that they could not rise up or down. So, in the last time I checked, is that a caste system is immoral. And if you're talking about empire, is China literally, literally just conquered, was the largest country and conquered, well, okay, let's, um, fat, let's go back in history a little bit. Is that before there was a unified China, China was split into various city-states, various kingdoms, until eventually it all was conquered into one united China. So if you're talking about empire, is it the Chinese, I believe it was, yes, the Chinese literally conquered everybody that they could, that they could. So empires right there and slavery also existed. Let's look at the Mongols who specifically Genghis Khan, who raped so many women that around one in 100 people can directly trace their ancestry back to Genghis Khan. If you're talking about slavery, give me a break. Slavery is... The Egyptians used the Jews as slaves to build bricks. Not to mention the thousands of years about how the various Native American tribes conquered each other. The other thing is, like it's, um, let's look at this, is a human sacrifice. Let's, well, okay, so we've looked at, look at colonialism. It's not like colonialism was invented by the Europeans who had colonies. Look at the Phoenicians and who had colonies going down into Africa. Look at the Greeks who well, I guess the Greeks are Europeans at this point. Um, but and my also my point is when it comes to a lot of these things is that it's not like Western civilization or whites have been unified all the time. Is for thousands of years in Europe there's been white on white slavery. Once again, slavery is not just unique to it's slavery. It's not like Africans have been the only slaves in history. Everybody was a slave. Every group has been enslaved by another. Like in Europe, seriously, you could have an Englishman who would own another Englishman as a slave. So, like, it is it there was white-on-white slavery. Let's also see, is it you had the Roman Empire, which literally conquered other European empires and also genocided other whites. And colonialism? 
the Greeks were pretty good at also colonizing other Europeans. So, once again, is and pretty much what this means is that Western civilization is that every civilization does have kind of the same thing. They both, they all have empire, they all have slavery, and they all have colonialism. But there are some things that put Western civilization apart. Let's look at the end of slavery. Because, once again, is it while, yes, Europe did begin in slavery, is that slavery was ended in Western civilization. No other people group, no other continent ended slavery before the Europeans did. And that's because the Westerners, or the Western and Western civilization, began to develop, or began to question the, the efficacy of slavery. Look at democracy, or republic. It wasn't the it wasn't the it wasn't the Indians it wasn't the Turks it wasn't the various other people groups it began in Athens it began in Rome both Western civilization Be- look at capitalism that began in England the idea of the free market which has bought the entire planet into an age of global prosperity. What about human rights? That came from Western civilization. And everything that, and all this stems from Christianity. For example, where did the idea of human rights come from? It came from the Bible. And as it happens, that the Bible just was prominent in Europe. That was just the capital of... That was just the Christian capital of the world. That allowed Europe to begin all this. It, and that if any group... If any, it doesn't matter if you're European or not. For example, let's look at the Japanese. Who may not have been Christian, but... Once again, is that after meeting... The Americans in the 1800s, who literally lived in, who literally lived in medieval times, when they, when they were rediscovered by the world, by adopting capitalism and industrialization, became one of the largest industrial powerhouses of the world. Look at Ethiopia, a thriving. Civilization, a, a thriving civilization went there, became there. In fact, I believe is both Ethiopia and Japan resisted colonization precisely because they adopted Western principles. So, I guess my point here is that Western civilization, yes, it still had slavery, empire, and colonialism, but it also is unique. Because what else do you get from Western civilization? You get medical science. You get art. You get Christianity. You get democracy. You get republic. You get the rule of law. 
You get human rights. So, once again, is it, yes, Western civilization has been like pretty much every other civilization. But it's what makes Western civilization unique that sets it apart from the rest of the world. So, I guess that's my thoughts on this thing. And once again, I'm pretty sure someone listening to this is going to think I'm a racist. And, um, just to point out is that I understand how someone can think that I'm racist. I know is that uh, today in our modern world that, um, anybody who pretty much says that Maybe whites are not the... That people should be judged by their skin colors. How people should be... Not judged by the skin, by the character. But um, anybody who says, or even sounds like me, said, I just want you guys to know is that I'm not a racist. And this sounds horrible. Um... My point is, is that just treat each other with respect. Be blind to each other's color and act of high moral character. Because it's not reparations that we need. It's having a more Christian society, a more moral society and a more in a in a society that understands that what makes us who we are is not playing victim it's by understanding that each person has the right to their property to their life and to seek and the right to pursue happiness is because with those three principles, by understanding those three essential rights that are endowed by our creator, and by understanding that all men are created equal, is how we can create a good, moral, and prosperous society. Thank you.